Hello, I'm Jeremy. That is SP3. It is FMC. My energy will get up. Uh, I need blue chew. Or they don't sponsor us. My, ener my energy will be raised as this show goes on. I already know that. But look, man, I'm not... I don't like lying to our audience. I, I feel part of my either charm or reason people don't like me is that I, I feel very honest with people. I, I'm very open with people. I'm not going to lie, SP3. We talked a little bit off air. I'm feeling very detached from things, uh, work, wrestling. And we don't talk about wrestling on this show, which thank God, because it's stupid. But I'm feeling very detached from just work. And I was feeling very down before this show. And uh, the energy will bring be be up. But I, I'm going to be honest with people right off the bat. I ain't feeling my best just mentally right now, and I, I just want everyone to to know that. And I apologize to to the audience, and I apologize to SB3 for that. But I'm here. I'm here to talk. I am going to take a victory lap here very shortly. Uh, you should. SB, SB3, how are you, buddy? I am doing good. I am living in uh, bliss on a lot of things outside of the NBA because All-Star Weekend, it was like the ups and the downs of All-Star Weekend uh, for, for me from the stuff that I that I was able to catch. Uh, my Lakers, are we ended All-Star before All-Star break with a victory. So that's all I asked for. We're riding a high. We're riding a winning streak. Going into the second half of the season, one game winning streak, nonetheless, still a winning streak. And I'm just glad we are here to talk about, you know, reality television and the NBA, where you won't see Adrian Wojnarowski get into a feud with Frank Ching Ching Ingonhin. That's the uh, commissioner of the MDL uh, of uh, basketball. So you won't see them with the second biggest commissioner getting into arguments. So that's why I'm happy we're talking about the NBA today. <laughs> uh, SP3, let's go. Let's get it out of the way. Russell Westbrook, he got bought out by the Utah Jazz. As said, as broken by me, Woj gave me no credit. Did nope. not, did not, you know, say as first reported by Jeremy Lambert on FMC a day after the trade deadline. Mind you, one day after the trade deadline, less than 24 hours after the trade deadline, I said on this show, 100% guarantee, lock it in, Russell Westbrook will join the Los Angeles Clippers. Everybody was like, oh, he's going to go to the Bulls. Oh, maybe he sticks with the Jazz. Oh, this team's interested. That team's interested. No, folks, I told you on this show, less than 24 hours after he's traded, Westbrook will be a Clipper. And I was right. I never wavered, despite the reports of, oh, he, he, the Bulls are the front runner for him. Didn't care. Don't care who reports this kind of stuff. I knew from the jump he was going to be with the Clippers. All the signs were there. I have my inside information that people don't know about. I don't have any. But all, everything was there. And I knew it, and I was correct, and I'm so excited for this. So damn excited for Westbrook on the Clippers because this can either go amazingly or amazingly wrong, and either way, it's going to be something else. It's going to be something else, and I cannot wait for this, SV3. You see, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to show you the difference 
between the SP3s of the world and the Jeremy Lamberts and the Phil Lindsay's of the world. Put it in quotes. Put it in quotes. Clip it at the four minute, 13 second mark. Jeremy Lambert was right. Full stop. He was period. right, ladies. I'm period. A writer, sir. Period. <laughs> Full stop. Period. However you want to say it, Jeremy Lambert was right. He had faith. He had he had Russell Westbrook on speed dial. He was like, "Where do you want to go?" Before we did the special FMC following the trade deadline, and Jeremy Lambert was right. He was right. He was right. He was right. See. This is how you show people the proper respect when they say something that turns out to be correct. The difference of the SP3s of the world and everyone else. <laughs> I, can, I can fully say when someone was right and Jeremy Lambert was right. Russell Westbrook is a Los Angeles Clipper. I, would, I do want to specify SP3 never said he was wrong. SP3 said he was wishing against it because he was so confident in it. But I was wrong. Full stop, period. However you want to say it. Full stop, period. Uh, I was wrong for wishing against Jeremy because I wanted him to have this moment. Have this moment that he was right. Russell Westbrook is a Los Angeles Clippers. And you know what? I'm excited as well because the ladder that he talked about, how it's going to go amazingly wrong. I can't wait for it. Clippers have been playing very well. They're a fourth seed right now. They've been putting it all together. And now they got Count Russell on their team. And oh, it's going be to nice. be a great day for Los Angeles Lakers fans. You imagine, you imagine, you have a, um, you ever had, you know, some, you go to a great grocery store that has like all the best stuff. And then you go to the lower tier uh, grocery store that's probably like right across the street. That's what Russell Westbrook is doing. He had a luxury apartment and he decided he? to go to he the project. He was coming off the bench. He was coming he off the bench luxury, for a 12 seed. A luxury purple and gold apartment. And he's going to the projects. He's going to the place with no championship rings, no marble floors, no, no extra bedroom. He in a studio apartment when he was in a three-bedroom luxury apartment. And now he's in the slums. And it's okay. The slums will get you to the playoffs. You're, you're just sitting pretty. You're going to go to the playoffs. It's going to be all fine and dandy for Russell Westbrook. He's going to be in the playoffs with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Him and Paul George reuniting. Paul George had his greatest season when he was his teammate of Russell Westbrook. And it's going to look all great for the Clipper fans. I know the Clipper fans is all excited. It was like, oh, it's the revenge tour. All that nonsense. And I can't wait. I can't wait for it to blow up in your face when the Clippers don't make the NBA Finals, when the Clippers don't make the Western Conference Finals, and when Russell Westbrook is shooting five of twenty-one in the playoffs, I want to, I want to, I want to talk to every single Clippers fan. Like, how that, how that looking out for you? How that looking right now? Huh? 
Huh? He was coming off the bench for a 12 seed who may not make the playoffs. I, I think the Lakers will end up making the playoffs. I've said that. I'm on record of saying that. I do think they end up making the playoffs, but that's no guarantee. They still got some ground to make up. We still haven't seen LeBron with the, the new players and everything. Like We got to see how that goes, um, at least in full on. Uh, he played one game before the break, right? Who? LeBron. He played yeah, one game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he played that they, game that we won. The Pelicans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Pelicans game. Yeah, they, they looked really great in that one. We, we still got to see. But then he got injured or he faked an injury to get out of the All-Star game, which like, I don't even blame him on that Smart one. decision. I don't even blame him on that. that. Game, Not that. Oh, my God. That might have been the worst All-Star game. <laughs> oh, it was. Like, even it when was. the fourth – like, the last couple of years since they changed this rule, the fourth quarter at least was entertaining because yeah. people would play hard. No, it was a fucking shoot around, even in the fourth quarter. I'm like, uh, I yeah. I'm, thank God I didn't stay up and watch that game. I, I, man, I would be questioning my sanity right now if I stayed up and watched that game. I watched the All-Star Draft live. That was entertaining with Giannis forgetting that John Morant is a starter. That was great. That and Nikola, Nikola Jokic trying to avoid, trying to avoid me the last picked by just going to LeBron's side. Okay, okay. two time Did... MVP was about to be the last pick. Congratulations, Jokic's yeah. fans. Did Did Jokic try to avoid being the last pick? Or did Jokic sabotage LeBron's team because he knew that, like, this all-star game, this ain't for me. Like, he ain't trying in this game. He don't care about this friggin' all-star game. He didn't care at all. So maybe he sabotaged Team LeBron knowing that, hey, let me go over here, and I ain't trying in this game. I'm giving you he, he was, he heard He heard the whole speech from Ernie where Ernie was like, LeBron's won, what, five in a row or four in a row Team <laughs> LeBron has won? And he was like, you know what? I'm going to go over here so I can sabotage <laughs> this. Giannis, I'm going to get you to win. <laughs> uh, circling back to we'll, – we'll get to the All-Star game. Circling back to Westbrook right fast. Like, this could go horribly. I see all the ways it can go horribly. And the biggest way it could go horribly is if Russell Westbrook, as you said, decides he needs to take 21 shots a game and just out here chucking the basketball. Westbrook can – still be effective if he passes the ball. He gets the ball to, to everyone else. He lets Paul George get these open shots. He lets Kawhi get the shots. Morris, man, all these other guys. If he spreads the ball around, Zubak, he gets him easy feeds. He still has that gravity, and he still puts pressure on the rim. He ain't he doesn't uh he doesn't finish as well at the rim. He he's always kind of been overrated as a finisher. I will say that. Um and he now like it's even worse because he's lost that athleticism and that and that step. He just never he never had that like finesse and touch at the rim. It's always just been like overpower everybody. So he but he still puts pressure on the rim just by simple drives. So he can still do that. If he does that, puts pressure on the rim, gets the ball to teammates, he can be very effective for the Clippers. I think they have a good enough defensive scheme to where they can hide them a little bit. It's not like John Wall is this defensive stalwart, and like they, they, you know, they they still have a good defense. Uh, in his prime, John Wall, great defender. Nowadays, not so much. Um, so I think they can hide Westbrook a little bit on defense. But if he decides, he's like, oh well, Kawhi gets his twenty, George gets his twenty, let me get my twenty-five. Then no, 
it, it ain't gonna work. I'm talking about shot distri- distribution there. It, yeah. it, like that's just simply that's just simply not gonna work. He has got to be just a almost a full-on playmaker and take no shots that are not like in the paint area. His elbow jumper doesn't work like it used to. He's obviously not a good three-point shooter. Like he can take no shots in the painted area. He he should learn to cut a little bit more. I don't think that's really gonna happen, but that's the way it can actually go halfway decent for the Clippers is if he decides he ain't shooting all that much. Knowing what we know about Russell Westbrook, I don't know if he can make that decision and if he can pull that in and if he can just prevent himself from just like, let me get my 20 shots up again. Let, let me just shoot. See, like, I, I would want him to, like, you you have the saying, you can't teach an old dog uh, new tricks. Yes. But, like, we have seen throughout NBA history how great players will adapt to the loss of, like, athleticism, the loss of speed. Kobe Bryant is the best example at that. It's Kobe Bryant, when he was number eight Kobe Bryant and the early portion of number 24 Kobe Bryant, he was athletic. He had the speed. He could. He was starting to shoot the ball better, but he was. He can always drive the basket, and he could drive it easily and finish. He's one of the greatest finishers of all time. He's just. He's kind of underrated in that fact, in my opinion, because. During his last few seasons, he became a great shooter and he would rely on the fadeaway and rely on shooting the shooting the three ball very well or shooting the three ball enough to be to be a threat uh, there and get get defense and get the double teams on the perimeter. But I just want Russell Westbrook to improve on some things that he needs to improve on. But we just haven't seen that. Um, I'm the, I think the best thing for the Clippers as far as having Russell Westbrook is having a healthy Kawhi. Because if you have Kawhi and Paul George, I think Russell Westbrook is smart enough to rely on them and to just be a facilitator and play exactly. the, the, the point guard role. But if we are getting load management, Kawhi Leonard, I fear that Russell Westbrook will be like, oh, it's me and Paul George. It's like the Oklahoma City Thunder all over again. Let me go back to OKC, hey, Russ. That that team was a three seed. And then, or was they, were, no, they, they were a six seed. They lost to uh, the three seeded. They were going, they were looking good. And then Paul George injured, injured his shoulder. And so things didn't work out on that. Um Real quickly, because I got to read these uh, texts I'm getting from Samer, who is completely just burying Paul George in our text messages. Thank right you. Sa- this is why Samer, me, me and Samer are like a devil and a devil on Jeremy's side. Like we, we, we tell, we tell him the truth about these players. Even nah, he's excited for Westbrook on the Clippers because we're both, we're both Westbrook guys. Um, so th- this is where I think Westbrook also helps is like his game fits better with George and Kawhi than it does with LeBron and Davis. LeBron and Davis were not good fits with, with Westbrook. And I mean, that's why he ended up coming off a bench. So we spent less time with those guys. We know it works with Paul George. It worked with Paul George and OKC. George has a very simple game. He'll come off screens. He shoots the ball well. He doesn't need the ball in his hands too much. And Kawhi, like he does like to work from the high post and everything. But even he can just kind of, He'll come off screens a little bit. He'll set screens some, but he's not like super ball dominant ISO type of guy. He doesn't have like the LeBron James. I got to have the ball in my hand. Davis wasn't willing to set um, 
Davis w- wasn't willing to set uh, a lot of screens that he probably should have been setting for Russ as well. His game just fits better and complements better with Kawhi and George than it did with Davis and LeBron. And so that is like that is a, a good a good thing for the Clippers if 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 okay, he's got to rain it down. He's got to rain it down. So so Pluggo asked like, what's the change as Russ cooks and has a fu resurgence? This is what I'm I'm hoping for as a Westbrook fan, but I'm also hoping for as a Clippers hater, because that has a good chance to go down completely in flames. We talked about it is like, if he plays a role of just like distributor and rim pressure, rim pressure, or is that a word? And uh, rebounding his rebounding. Yeah. Would, yeah would like the then Clippers as well, because the Clippers don't really have a lot of reliable bigs outside of like the Zubak is good they, for like 25. They traded, for, they traded for a plum lead. One of the or right that you for a plumber. Yeah, Plumley is the is the the solution to your to your to, to get your rebounds rebounds. rebounds off the bench. Yes, Kawhi rebounds well. George rebounds halfway decently. Westbrook will definitely rebound. But yeah, the, that's why that's why I think that's why I think he will help the most is his rebounding. The Plumley, I don't know which one it is. One of those Plumley Mason will, Plumley. Was it Mason? Okay. What's yeah. he averaging rebound? Let me look this up. You can what look he, up. The Plumley will be will be fine. He probably averaging I, like eight, nine rebounds, right? Yeah. So yeah, he's he's averaging nine rebounds this there season. Oh no. Yeah, regular season. Nine rebounds. Like that's not bad. The Plumley will rebound for you. I don't know what else those Plumleys do. The, the Plumley. The, the Plumley. Plumley. <laughs> <laughs> that's what oh, we're gonna yeah. call them. The Plumleys. <laughs> <laughs> But Plugo, there's also a chance that Russ, in his mind, his revenge tour is let me go out here and try to be 2016 Russell Westbrook, and that ain't winning basketball. I hope that's what we get against the Lakers tomorrow. <laughs> I hope that's what we get. Him trying. He's to not. Be he's not playing. He's not, they're not. Are they playing the the games don't start so. till Thursday? By the way, games oh, don't start Thursday. Till Thursday. Yeah. Thursday. So. Uh, I know that's our, other, I think that's our first game. Our first game back is against uh the the Clippers. So no, you guys are no no terrible. no. You're actually right. Yeah, we're yeah. we're we got the Warriors first. We got the Warriors on on Thursday. Yeah, the the Clippers play the Kings. The Clippers don't play. Oh, yeah, we're, I think yeah, I think we're done. We're done playing the the Clippers. See, I was listening oh. to the chat. No, no, when Damn April fifth, April fifth, April fifth is the next. And yeah, the last. that's. Clippers yeah, that, that that that's going. You know, that's going to be a load management game for Kawhi. He ain't playing that. That's three game, three games left in the season. Kawhi ain't yeah. playing that. I don't uh, think Russ money. and Paul George probably ain't going to play that. So just be Russ, Russell Westbrook can have a 2016 <laughs> game against the Lakers. I don't think Russ is going to play until the Warriors game, March second. That that's my guess. I don't think he's playing this weekend for the Clippers. I I don't. Um, maybe I'm wrong. R- Russ is certainly a guy who wants to get in there. He wants to play. Uh, maybe the the Timberwolves game that's next Tuesday. That's a week from today. Maybe that game. But the Clippers got games on Friday and Sunday. I I'd be a little surprised if he plays either of those games. We'll see. You never know. Um, all right, Paul George. Paul George was a guy who it's going to be a revenge game for our Russell D'Angelo Russell when we versus the Warriors. He he's sick of them bad mouthing him, saying he didn't embrace the culture. He's going to ball out against them. Paul George heavily pushed for Russell Westbrook. And he, Paul George was a reason why I was so confident in Westbrook going to the Clippers because I knew he would push for Westbrook. I said it on the show that that would happen. He felt bad for leaving him. <laughs> Probably. He, he may have. All right. So at 8.37, two minutes before 
we i think probably around the time we actually went on air because we were running late today uh samer just text me out of the blue <laughs> When when talked, uh, we talked a little bit this morning, but not really about basketball stuff. You just text me. I think Paul George is the most overrated player of the past decade. I don't know why I keep saying it's Davis. We do kind of think it's been Anthony Davis. It's George by a mile. He's literally averaged over 25 points once in his entire career. He's so overrated, half the people are compelled to call it his MVP season just because he got MVP shouts for once. I know the 2014 injury sucks and it undoubtedly hampered him, but he's a classic case of the aesthetics clouding reality. His game looks so good when it's working that it kind of masks the fact that he's not really great at anything on average. It's a bit harsh as he does shoot the ball well from three, but even that is streaky. He's athletic, but isn't an unstoppable over the rim player or anything. Again, probably the injury didn't help. His mid-range comes and goes based on whether or not he feels like taking the shots. And he, and he's not even some great finish or anything. He's not nearly aggressive enough. And that's just from the stats and eye test perspective. Once you look at it, once you look at what he's actually accomplished, it gets worse. He's a great defender, but is most famous for getting scored on with some insane shots. Dude, other than his 2019 with OKC, the most he's averaged is 24.3. And that's the only time he's averaged over 24 points. Russ and Kawhi got their work cut out for them. And what the fuck is a YG underscore Trees? This is why I am such a big fan of Samer. He That was just music to my ears. I agree with him. <laughs> Paul George is the most overrated player of the past decade. I've been I, I've been on this since he honey dicked my Los Angeles Lakers. He honey dicked us, made us believe he was gonna come, made us believe he wanted to be in Los Angeles on the Lakers, the team that he was always the biggest fan of. When he he even said that he got that on on record, he said that, and then he goes to the to the OKC, he resides with them just to one year later to just uh go in the middle of the night. Like his like his name was Literally. the Baltimore the Baltimore Colts and he just escapes over to the Clippers like that was come on Paul George and I agree he doesn't do he's not like the best or great at anything at least with Anthony Davis he's real he's great at rebounding and being a rim protector he's great at those things there's really nothing about of Paul George's game that I think he's great at I think he's a really good perimeter defender I think that's the best thing that he does but he's not great at anything he is the most overrated player of this generation and the other reason I would put Anthony Davis above him is bubble or not it, it, they had night and day bubble performances, if you really think about it, from those two those two guys who are playing under the same conditions and everything. So I'll take Anthony Davis over Paul George. Paul George in Indiana was a great player. And the, the injury, like, he, he had potential to, to be great. Uh, he was, sure, he was very good, sure. He, he was a very good player. Um and like he went toe to toe with LeBron in those series. Those Pacers team weren't that great. I mean, we like yeah. to Roy Hibbert was better than people will give him credit for at the time. Uh, but you know, he fell off very quickly. But Paul George was young, yeah, and it did look like you're right. Uh, you're right about saying potential to be great over great at that time. And then he kind of the injury definitely like took a lot out of him. 
yeah. the fact that he came back in the manner that he did is still like credit to him. But the OKC days, it didn't work with Melo. He was very good uh, for the majority of the OKC day uh, season with just Russ. He suffered a shoulder injury. His shooting fell off a cliff after the shoulder injury. And then, yeah, people just remember of him being a step late to challenge Damian Lillard's logo shot uh, that that ended, that allegedly ended the franchise, but honestly set her up, set us up for better success. So, but that was still a good season on the whole. And then the Clippers, like, I think he's been fine. But obviously, when you go to the Clippers, you join Kawhi after Kawhi was coming off the title. People were just expecting a much bigger success than what they've ended up getting. And George's performances in the playoffs have sometimes led to them not having that success. So is he, he the most overrated really player? Good playoffs. I will give him credit. 2021 was a great playoffs for him when, when Kawhi goes down and he's able to beat the Utah Jazz. And then he was great against the uh, the the Phoenix Suns as well. So I'll give him credit. I'll give credit where credit's due. He's had great seasons. That last season with OKC, he was an MVP candidate. He, he's top had- five. Has Anthony Davis uh, top three? Has Anthony Davis ever been a top three MVP candidate? He would have been if he didn't get hurt this first half of the season. I mean, he was well on his way. Um, but no, but no, I, I'll give him credit. Like, that season was was really good. His playoff performance in 2021 was tremendous as well. But, yeah, I think he's overrated. He's definitely overrated. For a guy that, with the Indiana Pacers, he was the best player on the second-best team in the Eastern Conference, a team that took – a all-star team in the in the heatles to the limit he was the best player on that team and he was looking like the future of the nba and looking like he can be the best player on a future nba finals team and then i think yeah the injury took a lot out of that and hurt his progression but also he's never wanted to be the best player on on a team like that's the big thing ever since I don't know if it was the injury that changed that or whatever happened, but since he's returned, he has never wanted to be the best player on his team. He has deferred to Russell Westbrook. He went in the middle of the night to team up with Kawhi Leonard. Before that, he was honey dicking and wanted to team up with LeBron James. So all of that tells me that you don't want to be the guy, which is fine. But that makes you kind of overrated because people, some people still view you as a guy that can be the guy. Worst case scenario for the Lakers fans is Lakers missing the playoffs and Clippers, even if it goes down in flames in the first round, but Clippers still making the, I think they'll make the playoffs, but Clippers still making making the playoffs and like, you know, Russell Westbrook again, he might tear it down in the first round, but like the Lakers still got to make the playoffs out of all of this for them to like champion. And, you know, we'll see what happens in the playoffs, but Lakers fans still got, or Lakers still got some work to do for before they start criticizing Westbrook. We have to, we to have to get on. You got to worry about streak. We got to get you gotta on worry about yourself. Week. Yeah. We got to get on a damn winning streak. That's what we need to do and get above 500. We still haven't been able to do that uh, this season, pretty much. So, yeah, we still we got a lot of work to do. We are more worried about ourselves than what will probably be a car wreck that no one can look away from with Russell Westbrook on the Los Angeles Clippers. I'm a little upset games aren't back until 
Thursday. Like they they played they played games all the way up until Thursday. I know. And then, it's weird. Yeah, and then they had like All Star Weekend start on Friday, and then look, these fucking players didn't actually play in the All Star game. Well, let's, so let's get into this. All Star game sucked. I don't know how much time you want to spend on the actual All Star game. It was everything was a dunk or just chucking from three. Bless DeMar DeRozan, who is still taking his like long mid-range. I was popping so much when DeRozan is like, no, let me take this sidestep mid-range here just for the fuck of it. Bless him. Everybody else chucking threes or just dunks because nobody is guarding the rim or nobody bothered to play any type of defense. You're right in like the past few years. I remember the first year they went to this format when like KD and LeBron were like doubling Steph on the end. Yes. And they like, yes. couldn't get the shot off and everything like that. They, they actually played hard in the fourth quarter this year. They're like, eh, screw it. We're just going to play how we've been playing this entire time. It was like, Somebody no, we'll it. just, we'll just let Tatum and Brown go back and forth. Cause they're teammates. That's what we'll do. Yeah. We'll just stand somebody, around. Somebody pointed this out on, on Twitter and, I wish I, I remember who it was. I'm sure a lot of people actually said it, but like they named the all-star game MVP after Kobe Bryant. And they're out here making a mockery of Kobe's competitiveness. Like, yeah, you won the MVP in the most unserious game of all time. How do you feel about this? It's disrespectful to the legacy of Kobe being Bryant. Like my dude, Kobe, was guarding Michael Jordan on Michael Jordan's kind of farewell All-Star game. He was not letting Jordan hit his fadeaway shot. My man Kobe got one of the best All-Star blocks of all time on LeBron James in his prime. My man Kobe always played hard, regardless of it being an All-Star game. He he would chill out and play relaxed the first three quarters, but in that fourth quarter, he was like, nah, let's go out here and get the win. Let's go out here and get the win. Even though, yeah, I remember 2009, even though him and, and Shaq pretty much disliked each other or hate each other, depending on who, who, who you want to talk to, they went out there and they played seamlessly like they hadn't had all those years apart when they were on the same team in the Western on the Western Conference team and they won co-MVP. Like, I remember all these moments for Kobe Bryant. So I think it is appropriate that the All-Star MVP is named after Kobe Bryant, the four-time All-Star MVP. But goddamn, y'all are disrespecting his legacy by playing like this is a shoot-around, not even a pickup game. It used to be a pickup game, how they used to play the All-Star game. And now it's just, it's a shoot-around. It's, a, it's just a shoot around where people act like they're getting their hand up, but they put their hand down so the person can see the rim. They let people get all their fancy dunks and off the rim, off the off the backboard type of nonsense. And even in the fourth quarter, man, that's what I was most disgusted about because I was like, all right, it's all fine and dandy first three quarters. But fourth quarter, I was like, play hard, especially if you're team LeBron and you're down 16. When you know that they're not going to play that hard for the first few minutes or so, they'll let you get back into it. And they eventually did make it within like six points. But uh, it was just like, man, this whole All-Star weekend could have been skippable, man. I, I, I just watched the highlights of the three-point contest. And I usually count on the three-point contest to be entertaining. But goddamn, did... Did uh, Halliburton and Heal lose their legs after the first round? I know Halliburton sat down for a long time. He was the second guy up, and then he didn't he didn't shoot again until the the last guy of the second round. But I, it was just like Dame Lillard was the only one who saved anything for the second round, so that was a dud. 
I didn't even I didn't even care to watch the skills challenge because I don't like the whole team. Yeah, no, the skills challenge. A couple of years ago, the skills challenge was Mm -hmm. actually the best thing about All Star Saturday Night because actually the people tried to to win stuff, and especially if it was a big man in there, they actually tried. But I don't I don't even watch it now. That is has it was like stupid teams too. Team Octocupo versus Team team Jazz versus Team Rookies. Get out of here. Move move aside. I don't want to see this. Uh, the celebrity game was only good for a shot that didn't even count by the Miz. Uh, and then and then you got. Uh, did they even do the shooting star thing? I didn't. I didn't even watch that. I ain't wasting my time on the shooting star and the rookies versus the sophomores. No, I'm I'm good with that too. And then the dunk contest. The dunk con. How is the dunk contest the only thing that was exciting about All Star Weekend? Dunk contest used to be the only thing that was exciting. I, I so know, I know. But 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 we had we yeah we had gone such a long time of the dunk contest, except that Aaron Gordon was in it, being a dud, and Mac, the return of the Mac, first time of the Mac. Oh my God, Mac. Is the greatest white boy dunker of all time, ladies and gentlemen. Of all time. Of all the times. Jeremy Lambert was just like for the culture when he saw uh, Mac out there dunking it. Oh, my God. That one where he bounced the ball, when he jumped over fools, bounced the ball off the backboard and dunked it. That's one of the sickest dunks I've ever seen. And then he topped that with the 720. Oh my god, this dude is amazing. He was very good. Who cares? I hate to be mean about it. Mac McClung, by the way, but great dunks. I didn't know who he was going into this. He has played two games. Two games. I don't even know if he's on a team this year. Is he is he in the league this year? I'm looking at his yeah, basketball he got, reference. He got signed. He got signed. He got signed to the Philadelphia 76ers. He was on. He hasn't played though. I know he, he was on. He was game. in the. He was. He was in the G League. The dunk contest is trash because you have these guys who they get their moment in the dunk contest and like cool, but nobody remembers who they actually like. Hamadou Diallo a few years ago, he had some great dunks. He was on OKC. And like, but he he went, at least played for OKC, and now like he's just on the Pistons, just like toiling away there. Mac McClung is a guy. No offense to him, can great dunks, everything. We're not gonna remember what he's actually done. It's like, oh cool, he had that dunk contest and stuff. The moments that the dunk contest live forever is because guys like Michael Jordan, guys like uh, Vince Carter, Kobe Bryant, even Zach Levine, Nair, and Gordon. They became, I don't want to use stars, especially when it comes to Levine and Gordon, but some of them became stars and other of them became very good players. Like Aaron Gordon is a very good player on the best team in, in the Western Conference. Zach Levine is one of the, the top scorers in the league. Uh, maybe he's not like top 10, but potential to be. Like he's a well-known name and everything. Aaron, past Aaron Gordon should have won an all uh, slam dunk contest. I still stand by that. Yeah, I, I saw my Facebook memories over the weekend was me just talking about how he got robbed in 2020. <laughs> like Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard's a Hall of Famer. What was in this thing? Lake Griffin. McClung. Yeah. Like Mac, Mac McClung 
being in this, like, again, great dunks. I'm not trying to take anything away from, from the dunks he did. It very, very impressive dunks. He gets the short and white boost uh, from, mm-hmm. from the judges and everything, which, you know, it, it, when you're shorter and you're whiter, uh, it's more difficult to pull off these dunks. So he get, he got that boost out of there. <laughs> white but man like, can't he, jump. Ask <laughs> Mac McClung. <laughs> but, like... You could pull somebody off of whoever does these viral dunks on like TikTok and stuff. Pull them out there and have them be in the dunk contest. They got just as much clout as Mac McClung has out there. Like if you want to save the dunk contest, you don't need LeBron being in the dunk contest. Like that's that's past and everything. Yeah, so you just got for that, ladies and gentlemen. You just gotta get guys that like play in nba games i don't know who else would, i i i legitimately don't know who else was in the dunk contest this year i never heard of these guys jericho sims i think he gets like some some run in new york he was in the dunk contest right that's a that's yeah a name. jericho sims, i didn't just yeah. make that up okay yeah, i don't I, I legitimately don't remember the other two jericho sims just popped my mind because like it's an easy name the, the other two guys i i don't remember who they were and i don't know if they play they should have got bo cruz Bo Cruz out he there. Should have. All right, here's here's my theory, or here's my suggestion to fix the dunk contest and the three point contest because that was lame this year, and usually that's a little bit more fun. But guys, just good shoot basketball. You pick guys for the dunk contest. You pick guys for the three point contest. You get to Saturday night, they switch. They don't realize they even got a switch too. So you, Dame Lillard, walks in and it's like, hey, you're in the dunk contest now, buddy. Deal with it. Jason Tatum, you're in the dunk contest now. Deal with it. Mac McClung's now in the three-point contest. Who cares? But then that's how you get the stars to do the dunk contest. And if they're like, well, I didn't sign up for that, you call them cowards. You embarrass them on TNT. Charles Barkley. That is that is Jeremy's solution to everything in life is call someone a coward. (laughs) Yeah. They're cowards if they don't want to do it. Exactly. Yeah, John Morant should be in the dunk contest. Dude, I, all it you takes... know what? I rarely say this. Stephen A. Smith is right. LeBron James ruined the dunk contest. He did. He did because he set the precedent. He set the precedent of a uh, of star players not wanting to do the dunk contest. He did, and I, you know, you know what is coming to me. This comes from a very honest place because LeBron honeydicked fans for years about playing all-star games. The clip went on, went viral on Twitter of him saying 20, 2010, um, I am, I am tentatively putting myself in the dunk contest and the roar from the crowd. They were so excited. And I was just like, this ain't happening. I even said it back then. I was like, this ain't happening. You're lying. You're lying. Let's see what happens next February and next February. He was not in the dunk contest. LeBron James set the president. When guys like Dwight Howard and Blake Griffin were tearing it up on in the in the dunk contest, that was a perfect opportunity. You would be like, you know what? I am gonna join in. And I think that the stars of today, the Zion Williamsons, the John Morants, would want to be in the dunk contest if LeBron ever went in there. And Stephen A was right, bringing up all these great players. You were just bringing them up: Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. Vince Carter, Dominique Wilkins, all these guys did the dunk contest. LeBron set the precedent of the star players not doing it, and we haven't recovered since. No one is going to care if they lose a dunk contest, by the way. Exactly. Like if they don't win. And, by, and, 
And for the record, because now like it's all the the old guys get to get to vote on it and everything. If LeBron James, twenty year in, LeBron James was in this group, LeBron could have just done a nice, clean, two handed dunk, and they would have given him fifties because they're like, we ain't having LeBron lose to these guys. Like, nope, we, that just ain't happening. So LeBron and Zion, Ja, they could have been in this group with these people who probably aren't going to be in the league like more, like probably have much success in the league. I hope they do. I, I truly hope they do. Like, I'm not trying to hate on anyone's success or anything like that. I hope they find a role and they have fruitful career in the league. But based on what we've seen for like Mac McClung, he ain't, he ain't play it. All right. He was, he wasn't even in the league to start the year. He's played like two whole games, his entire career. If he turns it around, this dunk contest becomes this huge boost. And all of a sudden he's a, a MVP candidate, whatever, good on him. He had to work hard to do that. But you've got these guys who are depth players on all of these teams. If you throw in there someone like Zion and he just does like a clean windmill, they're going to be like, oh shit, this is crazy. Just largely because it's Zion Williamson doing it. These guys got to do these crazy 360 over the over the top cartwheel through the legs, uh, super kick party dunks because we don't know who the hell they are. So they got to do shit like this. The, the, the actual stars, they don't have to go out and do this kind of stuff. Like they don't, they, they really, really don't have to between the legs. Nice flush 50. That's it. Yep. The stars can get away with the more mediocre stuff. The guys we never heard of, they got to bring out all the props and everything because that's the only way they're getting these top scores. And for some reason, the stars don't seem to get that of like, you ain't got to go above and beyond and do this crazy shit. You are LeBron James. You are Zion Williamson. Just throw it down with authority and fans are going to go crazy. Exactly. And yeah, and Money Mark Axon, so he's the reason D Wade or Russ didn't enter a dunk contest. Yes, the league follows LeBron James. Patrick Beverly said it best before the before the bubble that yeah, whatever LeBron wanna do, we'll just follow. Because LeBron dictates the league, and especially with D Wade. They're the banana boat crew. Come on, you think the banana boat crew ain't going to be like, oh, LeBron ain't doing this show. I sure as hell ain't. D-Wade could have won a dunk contest for sure. For sure, D-Wade, he is he is what, 6'2", 6'3", with, with platforms in his shoes? And he would if he would have dunked, like, like Jeremy said, did a tomahawk, do a between the legs, he would have won a dunk contest by now if he had ever entered. Russell Westbrook with the way he throws it down during games and he being like six feet tall, he would have won a dunk contest. All these people have followed LeBron James lead and I it has led to the dunk contest being dead and being a whole bunch of players. That's the 12th man off the bench doing these dunk contests. It's embarrassing. I'm telling you, SP3, switch it. Just three-point and dunk when they get there on that night switch it up and they don't like it you call them cowards that's right money mark get these cowards out of here they're all cowards all they're cowards. all cowards julius randall would have done better in the dunk contest than three probably would have honestly he probably would have uh samer had the idea of and this is good in theory but it doesn't work because nobody fucking fouls anybody but on a foul, you can either take two free throws or you can challenge a person one-on-one -on -one and you get four points if you score. 
in, in the one-on-one, which is good in theory, but nobody fouls in the all-star game. So like, yeah, it ain't, they, it's, it's ain't just not gonna, it's not gonna work. Uh, but yeah, but I what like they the should do with the all-star game is do like one quarter, do between every quarter, do a dunk contest or three point contest between the best players on each team. So, so at least the fans can get some stars doing these these stuff. The three point contest does get stars, but do like a dunk contest between like the halves. Well, at the halftime, do like they, Le- they got to do Le- something better. They got to do something better. And look, those performances were good. I'm not trying to knock the performances at all. I'm sitting there watching NBA uh, Sunday. Everything I turn it on, like the draft is happening. It's 7:30, and then they do the anthems and everything. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Game's about to start. I go, I help the kids with bedtime and whatnot. I come back. And I'm like, here's Post Malone to do a- what? Huh? Can we start this game, please? Can we, can we get what are this we doing? Show in a row? You had your boy Vin Diesel doing a whole intro, and Not then he didn't though. even introduce the players. Like, I yeah. was like, what is this? What They're all family. You just put him in one speech. category. Family. He just had a speech. He's like, he had a speech like he won a Grammy. Like, what are yeah. we doing? What are we doing here? It's what I it's what I tell the wife uh, because I don't like movies with like a lot of characters and stuff. Yeah, she tries to yeah, get Harry Potter. Too many damn characters in Harry Potter for me. I don't like movies with characters. And she's like, aren't there like five million people in the Fast and Furious there franchise? Is. Like, no, no, baby, there no. Is. There's two people in the Fast and Furious. There's either not family or family. Nobody else is in that movie. You either family. Or you're not. That's how it is at the All-Star game. You're either family and in the game, or you're not family and you're not in the game. Vin Diesel knows the deal. All right? Vin Diesel knows the deal. This whole, this whole franchise has jumped the shark. It's hilarious. <laughs> Absolutely it's not. Hilarious. It's hilarious. Wait. It's hilarious. Until fast When they should have just smartly just made more Hobbs and Shaw movies if they wanted <laughs> to keep this going. Like, that was the best. That's the best thing they've done since Fast and Furious 7. Is the Hobbs and Shaw spinoff? Hobbs and Shaw was great. Hobbs and Shaw was great. Let me invite. I'm going to invite our pal uh, Ross Bergman right fast and just try to bully him into coming on the show to talk about Milf Man. You know, we're done with All Star Weekend. I don't, I don't know if done. there's anything else. Okay. We're done. That's, that's I'm done that's with All Star Weekend in general. Yeah. yeah, I'm done with it. They they got to do something to improve it. Wait, where's All Star? Where's All Star Game next year? I have no idea. Yeah, see, no, no, no one cares. <laughs> I don't know if they did they maybe they don't announce it until before the season. I'm not sure. Yeah, um, let me see if it's announced. And Money Mark says replace the All-Star game with a one-on-one tournament. Apparently, like the players are fine doing it. Uh like maybe the league wants to do it. I feel like owners are like, nope, not doing that. I don't even know if the players truly, truly Oh, it's in Indiana. That, by the way. What the hell is them d- doing these these mark these different markets now? Eh, you Utah and in Indiana now? You gotta, you gotta hit everywhere. Why Who wants to go to Indiana? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, any Indiana, Indianapolis people. But who wants to go to Indiana? Who wants to go to Utah? Why, why? Oh, South Park is trending because Meghan Markle is upset and overwhelmed by the latest episode. We haven't talked about the last two South Park episodes. Great stuff. Great it has stuff. Been fantastic. Especially QPE. QPE had me dying. Heavy dying. That was great stuff. Great stuff myself. The them making fun of the 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 royals, the British family of like we don't want attention, and then they do all of this stuff for attention. 
is uh, was hilarious. Um, philanthropist well. victim. Uh, <laughs> the brand you, you got it. What's your brand? <laughs> What's your brand? What's your brand? I don't have a um, brand. Let's do come the fact they call it Come Hammer. The friggin' <laughs> name of the brand place, Come Hammer. Come Hammer, and then and that is they they really kind of brought back the butters, the 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 adult butters that we saw in the special of him trying to sell things. That yeah. was kind of what he was doing with with Kyle. Was like, yeah, yeah, you need you need the brand, like you need to go here and they'll they'll give you a brand that you could sell. All right, I've. I'm I'm glad South Park is back. It's a great, Absolutely. great show. I've I've sent Ross Berman this link to uh talk about Milf Manor. Before we get into that though, uh I'll give Ross time hopefully to join us. SB3, I bullied you into watching uh Perfect Match on Netflix. Please let the world know that I was correct. New episodes are out today, by the way. Very looking forward to that. Please let the world know I was correct in telling you to watch this show. This is twice in one show. <laughs> Jeremy Lambert was right. Full stop. Period. Whatever you want to call it. Oh my God. I, I thanked him before we went live that thank you for this, for, for telling me to watch this show. This show is great. It's got all my favorite people from all my favorite Netflix reality shows. Cause I, I haven't finished the mole yet, but I did watch uh, the mole. So I, I did know who Dom was from because he was like the best person on the first few episodes of the mole. Uh, then you got, you got people from too, too hot to handle friends. Francesca yeah. on Francesca. Francesca is a goat. She's a goat when he comes to these Netflix reality shows. Cause she whenever is. she comes on a show, you know, it's going to get messy. You know, it's going to get messy and you know, she's going to, she's going to take some guy and the guy's just going to be all mesmerized by her beauty and all that stuff. Joey from season one of the circle is still it, it's like every time Joey is on the screen, I'm like, how did this guy not get picked for Jersey Shore? How did he not get picked for Jersey Shore? He would he should already be a reality TV star because he should have been on like season one of Jersey Shore. Every time I see him, I say that Nick from season three of the circle still one of my most dislikable people that i've seen on the circle he's and been awful on perfect <laughs> match too he's been he's awful. been so bad he can't make up his mind no. anytime a girl just says you're, you're you're cute he's like in love with them and then like that that anise shit from from the from the from the episode three. oh i felt it's so West. bad for her I felt Dude, so bad. So she she's bad. getting she's getting like highest rated kisser and everything. Seems like everybody likes her. And even Nikki's like, oh yeah, like I, I definitely had a thing for her at first because he didn't like Savannah. They they were paired up. Even though they made a good pair, they were they paired did. up out of like friendship and everything. But then yeah, uh, Inez, um, she comes over and is like, yeah, I like you. Like things were kind of flaming out with Shane and everything. Dude, the way they handled that. Because he still liked uh what the the new girl who is he is he from Izzy, yeah. Handle. yes Izzy comes in and you know she's looking to get paired up instead of the smart thing which is just being pull Shane aside and just be like hey just pick Izzy I'll pick Inez you know let's just kind of yeah say I, it between y'all two y'all didn't yeah. need to have both of them there right like they had the girls there with him it's like no wonder Inez is like 
what the fuck is this? Like, I thought I actually liked you. And you're like, hey, keep her in the house so I can maybe explore things with her. Like, no wonder she was just checked out of that immediately. And then Nick basically admitted he was checked out of that immediately of like, yeah, just not really feel things. It's like, you didn't even give this a shot. You were already just so caught up on Izzy that you didn't even give this. This dude sucks. He was trash. He was trash in season. Well, he was, let me, let me just say this. He was a good player in season three of the circle. He was a good, he was a good strategic player on that season, but as a person, he was trash because his whole alliance was all catfish. Um, and then, and then here he's worse. He's worse. That's why I was mad when like Francesca and all these girls were giving him nines during the kissing challenge. And I was like, I was like, oh man, this is just going to go to his head. This is just going to make his ego even more inflated. How he tried to bag Francesca. Oh my God. I would be embarrassed for life. How he tried to bag Francesca on that first night when he yeah. sees Francesca going upstairs <laughs> with Dub, he's like, "Can I, can I pull you for a second? And then how close he was, I felt uncomfortable for her. He was just like, "Yeah, you know, you know." Oh, he, this is her. Her. He's a, he's like, you know, you know, you know. Um, yeah, I wanted to, you know, explore things with you, and she just basically played him. It was like, well, you're kind of late. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love how the Francesca got so many cool points. She lost cool points on Love is Blind after the altar when she got with Connor Casey, but she gained cool points when uh when she did that to, to Nick. But she's great reality did she television. And then, oh, and then that feud with Savannah. Oh my but god, she, that yes. was the best part. That was the best the, part. The feud with Savannah <laughs> was tremendous because Savannah just talks to Dom. And Savannah knows she's kind of like on thin ice here she sees nick who is her her guarantee she sees him talking to two girls at this point it's like oh this ain't looking great for me so and you know joey is booed up with carousel um chase is kind of all over the place but chase really... is the worst chase oh he's is... terrible he's terrible <laughs> but he knows it that's why i yeah. love chase i love chase because he knows i'm just here to fuck shit up like, yeah. I'm not here to find love. I'm here to make the game interesting. And that's what he's done so far. He's he's definitely done that 100%. But, like, yeah, Savannah just made a desk. She made the miss shot in the celebrity game. She tried to uh, with Dom, like, saying, like, maybe you should, like, think about your options. But I was like, I know Dom from the mole. Like, he was the most honest person during that show and that's the reason why he didn't win is because he was so honest so loyal and i was like this is not the person you want to go for savannah i was like you should be going for shane shane is in the he's kind of in the wind and he's another he's kind of similar to nick all you got to do is show him a little bit of attention and show that you like him a little bit and he would have been on your side going for dom i understand that you wanted to talk to him the first night and francesca kind of called her hands into him but you should know you should know dom by now you've been in there for a week he's very loyal to to francesca and i knew he was going to go back and tell her and i knew how francesca was gonna act when she when, when she found out about savannah and Oh my God, that conversation, especially with Carousel and um and 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 was it and something? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, and Sophie, and Sophie, yeah. and Sophie, yeah, and Sophie. Next to them, they just their looks during that whole thing had me dying laughing. They was like, "I'm so uncomfortable." <laughs> <laughs> it was it was so so great, and yeah, when she tried to go over and talk to Dom again, and Francesca's like, "Nope, get over here." 
uh the wife is like well maybe he like resents francesca for this like nah he's she got him wrapped like she got him totally totally wrapped um and touch on a couple things but the one thing that i loved about this show i love the challenges on this show so we're watching are you the one the new season on paramount it's trash uh, we're gonna end up continue. We're we're gonna f- see it through. I'm sure it's trash because the challenges through. suck. Yeah, the challenges are awful though. They're all in the same little spot. It's all just like they do that fucking honeycomb games. I hate these things. It's like, hey, who said this? They don't even reveal who like said everything. They spend like five minutes on these challenges. It's awful, awful production. A production on Are You the One this season has just been terrible. It just felt like it's like, hey, people have heard of this franchise. We need content. Let's just throw it up there. It's been terrible. The challenges on Perfect Match, so, so fucking good because it just starts shit. That kissing challenge was so great because it was just going to start shit. And that was the, the first drama for, for Dom and Francesca. Was yeah. them giving each other, and they gave each other eights and nines. It's not like they gave each other ones. Right. Like Chase, Chase right. was the best. Chase gave Chase a one. <laughs> yeah. Chase was trying to start shit with that. Chase was trying to start shit. Oh, so like the challenges on this one are good because the the red flag thing was like, are you still caught up with your ex? And you pull the, pull the lever and like Joey got a bunch of heat for that, rightfully so. By the way, yeah. four years. So come on, come on. What are we doing here? The challenges on this one are so good. They actually spend time on it. They they start a bunch of drama. They dive into it. It's good. Um, the, the wife is messaging me. Give the Lachey's their praise. Look, Nick Lachey, Vanessa Lachey, whatever y'all attach yourself to, I'm in. Don't Absolutely. care what it is. If it's good enough for the Lachey's, it's good enough for me. Because they whatever they host has been gold so far love is blind ultimatum this show like there are three for three on this shit they are great i'm all in on whatever the laches are doing uh and then so the end of episode four we we saw damien connor casey we saw him on the first pairing uh yes. when they, they first went to the little booth and they, he didn't get picked so we knew he was part of the potential pool and so when francesca goes in there i'm thinking oh they're gonna play Will they do Damien with Inez? Because Inez needed somebody. She'd been fucked over by Nick. Uh, she needed somebody. And they didn't do They went with Barista. They, I, oh, that's a bad decision. That was a bad decision. Bartice, this dude's the worst. I feel bad for what's coming for Inez. It's, he's the worst. And so, but instead of that, Francesca is like, I'm picking Damien. I need to go on a date with him. And she, oh, have you not seen episode four? Did no, I spoil it for you? I watched the first half. I no! watched the first. I'm totally I'm fine. Sorry, yes. No, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. I, I, but I'm, I'm really shocked by that. I'm really shocked. Oh, that she did that. oh, I'm so sorry. It's fine. It's fine. I'm, so I'm dude, dude. I've been, I've been watching SmackDown for years when it was taped on Tuesday and then would come out on Thursday. I'm totally fine with spoilers, and I will still react the same watching with my missus. I don't care. But that shocked me. What? Francesca picked Damien because that was the whole thing. Remember Nick? Nick, when they were when they were picking, he was like, "I'm not gonna pick Damien because that's gonna hurt me with Francesca." And when Francesca did that to Dom, oh, oh, because I saw so... I saw they won the challenge. I literally yes. watched the the that episode up until they won the challenge because I was like, I was interested. That challenge was very interesting about the bidding and stuff, and then uh, the the whole tie in of the knot at the end. I was like, Nah, they got this. I was like, Francesca and Dom got this, yeah. and Francesca's smart as hell with those countries. 
Cause Dom oh, was stupid. Joey Dom put Alaska. <laughs> Joey, Joey was great. His commentary on that is like, we're on reality TV. We ain't, we ain't smart. We're the dumbest people in the world. We don't know these countries and everything. They're bidding like thirteen, and he's like thirteen. Like I don't even know three. He, his commentary. He was like, was he was like so I'm good. looking at this. He was like, I don't know. I know zero. Yeah. He <laughs> was so good. Oh, the wife came in here to uh, she she popped for me spoiling that in the worst way. She knows that I feel I feel so horrible no, you're for doing fine. that to you. You're fine. You're totally I'm gonna fine. all right. Well, I'm just gonna I'm gonna. But who else? Who just... else? Did, yeah, who else did they did they pick besides? Uh, they picked Damien oh. and Bert. Bur, Bert. Bert. Bertis. Yeah, they pick. So initially, like you know, they do the like match thing, and like they put Damien down with Inez, and and Francesca is like. No, I don't know about that. Like, I, I just don't. And Dom is like, is there any like feelings there between you and Damien? She's like, no, like we haven't even kissed. Like we never kissed or anything like that. But like, she's like, I just don't see him as being like a good fit for her. And so they end up going with, uh, uh, with, with Damien. They should have picked the, the, the other dude. Cause well, another guy was from the mole who Dom said he didn't like. And then there was another guy. I think he was from the circle. Um, but I think he was like fine. I, I can't remember his name. Well, you'll see it and you'll you'll know. Yeah. Uh, but then so they they match uh, Inez and Bartise, and then Dom comes back to the house alone, and obviously that means like Francesco picked somebody, and we find out it's Damien, and, and that's where the the cliff the cliffhanger's right there. So we don't know. And Dom is torn. Up. This man is crying. I felt so bad. He cried? Man. Oh, he was crying. Like everybody in the house felt so bad. And they're like, how the fuck did Francesca do this to him? After yelling at Savannah for talking to him and talking about all this loyalty and everything. Oh, Dom was tore. Yo, up. that's absolutely me. That's oh, it gra- is. At, right after oh, it Savannah is. leaves too. Yeah. Yeah. They got to find a way. To get Savannah back in the house, she was so good. She yeah. was so good on this season, and it, it was once again. I felt the same way about her season of the circle. I was like, we had too short of time with you. Like you're really good on these reality shows, but you never stay that long. <laughs> What's up, baby? Yes, it's released today. Yeah, we'll we'll have to we'll watch them. Yes. Oh yeah, the ne- the next batch of episodes are out today. Uh, we we will definitely be watching those at some point. NXT can wait, uh, or I'll just. I oh just no, no, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm uh, watching that. I'm watching that. Why well, we we still I still am watching uh, Love Island, and oh my god, can I I I gotta give a re- real real quick recap of Love Island because we just finished up with Casa Amor, and. The drama happened again, Jeremy. The drama happened again. I told you last week, Farmer Will disappointed me yes. by, by making out with the girl in Casa Amor on the first day, too. And then, like, the girl he was with, Jesse, was, like, a lot of people were saying, oh, they don't think she's genuine. They think uh, Will's into her more than uh, she's into him. The whole time she's in Casa, she's like, none of these guys give me the same feeling as Will. And I, like, my missus, who was, like, big time, team farmer will she was just like nah nah she was like this girl deserves better like farmer will is wrong for it so they both pick each other 
his farmer Will felt really bad after he made out with the girl in Casa, and they both picked each other. And then he he actually tells her at the at the fire pit after they choose each other for the recoupling. He tells her he's like he's like yeah he was like I made out with the girl on the first night and blah blase blase and like she yo the whole like it was like two three days two three episodes she was crying every single time like oh, I just never thought it would be you I was like yo you're on Love Island. Like you dragging this a little bit, you dragging this a little bit. Then you had um Kai and Olivia were a couple, and Olivia went to Casa Amor. She got with this guy who's basically like a clone of Kai named Maxwell, and like she made out with him and whatnot. Kai, on the other hand, he made out with this new girl, uh Sanam. Hey, sure. And they uh Kai picked Sanam. And then Olivia picked Maxwell. So Olivia comes back. And before Olivia comes out, Kai's like, oh, I hope she recoupled because I would feel bad if she didn't recouple. So she comes out with the guy. Why is this chick all mad at him? Like, oh, you said you were going to miss me. He was like, you just came in with another guy. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, yo, I hate Olivia. I hate Olivia at this point. Olivia is the absolute. I was saying, she's got an Olivia Benson shirt on. You're hating on <laughs> Olivia. <laughs> Love to see it. This is when when this is when YouTube television comes together. Um, but uh, yes. Uh, oh my God, I hate Olivia because she is so dramatic. Like she got into all the drama with Zara, all the drama with Tom. She's still kind of hung up on Tom. You could tell she always she's been bad. She badmouth other girls in the house and stuff. And that whole reaction to Kai, like me and the miss is just like, nah, she's the worst. She's the worst on the show. But the person who's even worse than her, my man Shaq and Tanya have been the, the best couple on the first half of the season. So they go to Casa. On the, on the day they go to Casa, or the day, night before they go to Casa, they got into a whole argument because Shaq had a little beef with this guy, Ron, and he kind of tried to embarrass him because they made dinner for the girls and he didn't want to clean up. So he, like, came over to him and was like, yo, let's go, let's go, or whatever. And she was just like, oh, you know, that kind of reminds me of my ex. And they got into, like, a whole argument. They kind of squashed everything. And then she went to Casa, and she meets, like, basically – uh, this other guy who's like, I think, a Nigerian and Irish, and she's like feeling him. They make out in the bed together. On the other hand, Shaq's in the other house in the villa. He's sleeping on the day bed. He doesn't even want to sleep with a girl because he feels like it's disrespectful. Because like I said, they first half of the season, they're telling each other, I love you. They're Every time they go to their bed at the end of the night, they're kissing each other. They literally said, I love you. She comes back, yo. He did a whole speech like none of these girls. He was like, these girls are all nice, but I. He was like, I have something special with Tanya. We've told each other I love you. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna recouple with her, and she comes out with whole boy, yo. Me and my missus. My missus was pissed. My <laughs> missus was like, she is the worst. Tanya is the worst. I was like, Tanya is a goddamn menace because she came out and she's like. Oh, you know, despite me coming out with this other dude, it's not over. And Shaq was like, nah, it's over for me. <laughs> he was like, it's, o it's over for me. So basically, she came back and she's like toying with both guys, right? 
and then eventually she um on one night she basically leaves the bed with with old boy his name is martin and she goes downstairs and shack is on you know the separate bed and she goes on top of him and kisses him now the next day she gets into a whole argument with martin because martin's like you just need to make up your mind you brought me back and it feels like you brought me back for no reason or you brought me back because you were like trying to test yourself or playing games or whatever so you need to make a decision you need to make a decision and he basically talked himself out of this whole thing basically because tanya eventually tells him you know what this is not working out i still have feelings for shack and the same day they have a performance at the house and she stops everything on the performance and it's just like yeah you know i had my whole thing with with martin and since i i feel like i embarrassed shack in front of everybody with the recoupling i'm just gonna say this i love shack i always want to be with shack i was trying i was trying to go against my heart with my head and my heart will always be with you yo the whole time martin's just looking like this bitch here <laughs> And then the clip for the next episode that comes out today is Martin just roasted her like you're a liar, you're a cheat, you you don't know you don't know what you want to do with your life. Like yo, he was like he, yo, he was dragging her and my, the whole time. My missus is just like yeah, Martin. <laughs> She's like this is exactly how I feel about Tanya, that dirty rusty bitch. <laughs> So I can't wait for today's episode is what I was trying to say. That is your Love Island UK recap for the week. How you doing, Cher Delaware? Um, I would just like to reiterate that the Olivia Benson that he hates is not, or the Olivia is not Olivia Benson. <laughs> because um, if you hate Olivia Benson, you're just wrong about everything. So. <laughs> Do you hate Olivia Benson, SP3? I don't really know who she is, but no, I don't. You don't know what Law & Order SVU is? I do. I do. You're right. I do. Pretty sure Taylor Swift named uh, a cat. She did. Yeah. She named her cat Detective Olivia Benson, and then when yeah. she became a uh, captain, she changed her name to Captain Olivia Benson, and then now she is Sergeant Olivia Benson. That is That is how I know of Olivia Benson, thanks to Taylor Swift's cat. She's the only good cop. <laughs> this is true. This is true. She is. Ross Berman has not appeared uh, on the backstage area, but I'm going to quickly update everybody on Milf Manor, the greatest oh, no. show in all of the time. Oh, yeah, I brought you on just because your reactions to the Milf Manor are that the greatest show in all of the time and space continuum. Uh, they brought in a new mom and dad, mom and dad, uh, mom and son. Might as well be week. mom and dad at this Might point. Well like. So they, so this new mom and son, I'm terrible with names. The wife will come in here in a second and yell, uh, tell me the names. Um, so they brought in a new mom and son and they're just thinking like, oh, cool. We're going to go on here and we're going to just like hang out with each other. Like that's a red flag. First off is it didn't yeah. seem like they knew what they were signing up for. Called Milf man. <laughs> You that is not what you think when you go. See, I don't know what they thought of like, did the mom think she was just going to date young guys? And the, the, the son thought she was going to date. He was going to date older women, but they didn't realize that it was also going to be mom and son pairings. Did they not put that two together? But her first thing was like, oh, yeah, I could just spend more time with my son. This is great. Uh, and the, the mom or the son introduces his mom as like my beautiful mother and everything. It's fantastic. This woman's got some energy to her. She's going to challenge Kelly for the role of uh, 
top reality star on this. The person who's really challenged is Kelly, is Charlene. All right, Charlene appeared to be the most normal one on this show. The oldest I, bitch. No, she's not the oldest. She's not the oldest. No, no. The, Charlene. No baby is named Charlene. You are born <laughs> 55 years old if your name is Charlene. She, I thought she was the most normal person on this show. Oh, I mean, she's still, I guess she is still kind of normal. So this week, and they don't do challenges. They just do shit. Like, it, they ain't challenges. And it's just like, what can we do to make shit uncomfortable? Next week, by the way, when I tell you what they do to make, oh, my God. All right. This week, it's sex education. Yes. These mothers are teaching their sons sex education. And they have props. They have diagrams, they have photos, they have fruits. It is fantastic. Adults aren't these these adults or grown men, aren't they? They're between 20 and 30. Yes. So they're not 20 and 30. Well, that is the thing, is the women, the moms gotta teach them, you know, thing or two in the bedroom, apparently. So no, no, no. So they they have they have props and stuff. The props have like holes in them and everything. So they put an orange, a well-cut orange, in the vagina hole. And the the one guy, the new guy, puts his tongue. This is gonna be a great visual for everybody. He goes down on the orange and he is all over the orange. All right. He is going to town on Why is this the orange. orange in the vagina. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. You want that orange. tangy? You want that tangy juice? Yeah, it's I going long- down on the orange. They had all right, so they didn't release the full cut of this. This segment was not long because they got bananas, they got vibrators, they got cucumbers, and Charlene. By the way, Charlene gets up there and she is like holding these things, and it's like, you got to do this. We like to be pleasured this way. We like to be touched here. You got to do the foreplay. This woman needs to get fucked so bad. She needs a good, good railing, like the best railing of her life because she is so damn horny, so fucking horny. She needs the good old dick down this Did it stop? Did it? Did it I, did, I think God stopped him. <laughs> all right, I'm back. She needs no, the no, down. No. All right, she needs it. She needs it. She absolutely needs it. She can't. If she gets a bad one, oh, I feel bad. If she gets a bad dick down, she's gonna be completely ruined. Her, she's gonna go into just like a complete rampage, and she's gonna line these men up one by one. It's like, come on, come on, who is the best here? She's gonna have to figure out who's the best because she just needs to get absolutely fucked. This woman is so horny. I felt she. I don't want to know uh, what happened with them fruits and the cucumbers and the bananas and whatever else they had and the vibrators because Charlene may have stolen them. She may have absolutely stolen them because she. Oh, this woman. This. This is the. I've never rooted for someone's sex life as much as I've rooted for Charlene's sex life. I have not. Charlene, if you're out there, if you're listening, if this gets to you. Please let me know if you have been fucked in the last week. And if you haven't, I'll buy you a magic mic. Because I feel bad for you, girl. I feel bad for you. And I'm rooting for you, Charlene. 
They need to release. They need to release the full uncut version because they didn't show enough on this. They had all them fruits. They had all them, all them vibrators. And all we got was the orange tonguing. And I know there was more. You are holding out on me, TLC. I know there was more than the orange tonguing. They're talking about squirting. They're talking about coming on faces. If women like, they are talking about everything on this show. It is a full-on sexual education between mothers and sons. And next week, next week, guys, they are doing blind massages. They got all the women laid across the table, and the sons got to put on the blindfold and give them deep tissue massages, and they will be massaging their own moms without knowing it. That's what's happening next week on this show. The greatest reality television show in all the time and space continuum. Milf Manor. Everybody watch. Everybody celebrate. And they, I don't know why they took a week off. A football game, a football game took place instead of Milf Manor. Milf Manor should be on prime time and everybody watching this shit. Not some dumb rigged scripted football game. Milf Manor is taking over and sweeping the nation. Let's fucking go. Oh god. Um If anyone noticed that my face was twitching during that, uh I would just like to say it was a combination of the disgusted but also my medication. So Jeremy wasn't like making me about to have a seizure or something. <laughs> but the massage thing kind of made me laugh because as a mom of two little boys not grown boys um they want to give me massages all the time but their massages are literally just like like that's what they do and they're like did that feel good and i'm like yeah thanks so much like they're not over here trying to give me deep tissue massages and if they were they are oiled up and everything no they the women, you could see the oil glistening off of their backs as they are in the sun. And the, the sons are just getting in there with the fingers and everything. Getting in there with the elbows and the palms. Oh, they're going to town on their mothers. And Charlene needs Do someone to go to town on her. ever say that sentence again. Do not ever say that. Going to town on their mothers. Again. Jesus Christ. What is Charlene needs someone to go to town on her. Oh. I'm rooting for you, Charlene. You don't need honey dicked. You need you need full dip dicked. That's what you need, Charlene. Okay. This is off topic, but this is another um reality show, but I also just really need to change the subject right now. <laughs> Thank um, you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Did anyone else watch the Claim to Fame show that had um famous celebrity like relations on there and you had to try to guess who they were related to? No. Okay, so it was hosted by um, Kevin Jonas and Frankie Jonas, and which was funny because Frankie is the only one not part of the Jonas Brothers. So they're like, "What? Who's Frankie?" Yeah, like, who's Frankie? <laughs> he he's like ten years younger than the youngest than Nick, the youngest one. So like, the whole thing was basically like, "Oh, here's the Jonas Brother, you know, and the Jonas Brother, nobody fucking knows, you know." <laughs> like, so they had. Um, it was only like 10 episodes long, but they had 
the brother to uh, Laverne Cox was on there and um, Jason Aldean's cousin, Chuck Norris's grandson got booted uh-huh. off because he was trying to use his phone. I know Chuck Norris would very much not be proud of him. Um, but the winner of the show was Kiki Palmer's sister, which everybody loves Kiki Palmer. Now this girl's name is L'Oreal Chanel. And all I can say <laughs> is they were trying to leave the hospital and didn't have a name. And they're like, there's a bottle of L'Oreal. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's just go. Let's go with this. L'Oreal Chanel. And that name kind of rules. That is. She goes by LC, and I cannot blame her because <laughs> why would you do that to her? That's like Cardi B's parents actually naming her sister Hennessy. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? I met so many Hennessy and Alizés in my life. <laughs> okay, I had to change the subject off that show. I couldn't handle it. Very well done. Very well done. I appreciate you. I I caught up on 90 Day, uh, The Single Life, and Colty may be the worst person on that on that show ever the way he talks to his mom is disgusting like he was yelling to go on he needs to go on milk manor that would be great oh man what a crossover that would be (laughs) oh i mean no offense to to debbie but like she is much older than the women on this show and they are still looking for women who are you know within a certain age and look a certain way. And she Debbie she got it she got a makeover though and she okay. found some guy in um in Canada and she actually moved in with him. Uh but but Colt literally Colt uh went off on her cuz I'm watching I just watched finished up the, the tell all and on the tell all uh Colt is like yelling at her saying that he never had a mother. Then he also says that his mother homeschooled him. His, his mother gave him his first her, his first drink. Uh, his wife says that ever since Debbie left, she feels like she has to mother him and feels like she has to baby him. It's like, you're the problem here. Like, she did everything. She did everything she was supposed to do. What are you talking about? Maybe, like, I think, like, they were talking about, oh, she hasn't, you know, always told him how she feels when she, like, missed their, uh, the, the father and whatnot. That's all fine and dandy. I understand. Okay, maybe you wanted her to open up a little bit more. But don't tell me you never had a mother when she did all this other stuff for you and you are still a child at like 40 something years old i will say she did not do her job as a mother if he is unable to take care of himself because you take care of them when they're little but you have to teach them how to take care of themselves because i am not setting up my boys to have a partner take over for me afterward that's true you can only baby them for so long. I mean, mine are six and eight and they already have chores and they have things that they have to do for themselves and everything. Now my six-year-old is fucking annoying and he doesn't want to do anything for himself most of the time, but we still make him. He's going to bitch about it the whole time, but we still make him. Like, yeah, that that whole show, I can't do that show because it just pisses me off. Everybody, I don't like anybody on there. Everybody makes me mad. Like, there is a lot. Is this a lot of messiness they, on yeah, the show? Yeah, they're not. 
from when I was watching, there are not a lot of likable people. On no. The show. no, no. Debbie is likable a little bit uh, up until a point. <laughs> she yeah. was she was like very nosy into other people's kind of uh, drama during like the tell all and stuff. Uh, my favorite per my favorite person on the single life, I think, is like this one mother who's like dealing with uh you know her baby daddy who's like has a has a total anger issue and gambling issue, and she finally told him off and was just like, "I'm done with you." So she was like my favorite on the tell all. Caesar is back. I don't know if you remember Caesar. Oh, uh, 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 Jeremy. Yeah. Caesar was the one who was paying the girl in Ukraine. So this season on single life. He actually went to a freaking matchmaker in Ukraine during the whole Russia-Ukraine thing. He went to a matchmaker to find a Ukrainian woman, and he was, like, going on dates with with Ukraine women. So he he picked one out of the dates that he went on, and they had, like, he asked her, will you be my girlfriend and stuff. So by the time we get to the tell all, they're not together. And he tells us that he actually has two girlfriends and they're going to be a thruple. And he was like, yeah, you know, next month they're going to come to the U.S. You know, we're going to sleep in the same bed together. I'm going to get them pregnant. Like he said, <laughs> like it was normal. He said it, like it was so normal. And everybody, and then you have, um, what is her name? Uh, I, for, I forget her name, but she's Ukrainian. And she was with uh, Mike uh, in Squim, in Squim, Washington. And she's like now single and she is actually uh, entangled with her ex-husband, Mike, and this new guy. And she doesn't know. She doesn't want to really decide. She doesn't want to get divorced from her ex-husband. So she's playing around with two guys herself. But she's so upset that he has power over these Ukrainian women. Like she's like, you're disrespecting my country. You're disrespecting my country. You have no respect. You have no respect. You're disgusting, Caesar. You're disgusting. It was great. Stuff I love the tell alls. Tell alls is the I, best part of 90 days. If I wanted to listen to a bunch of bullshit from a bunch of people that I can't stand, I would just get on Twitter. <laughs> Sounds about right. No, I'm good. I'd rather watch 90 days. Get on Twitter. <laughs> I may have had a meltdown on Twitter last night. So are you okay? I had, I had to share. answer so many people on Twitter, but god. <laughs> um, I'm feeling a little bit better today. My migraine is mostly gone. I was I was lashing out on at men on Twitter last night. All men suck, so Well they can't take a fucking joke. Like And then I had a guy mansplaining to me that saying that you hate something is the same as you can't stand something. And I said, No, there's lots of things I can't stand. That doesn't mean I hate it. Like I may be like, oh my God, Jeremy, I can't stand you when you talk about Milf Manor, but I don't hate you. Like, oh, I hate myself enough for the both of us <laughs> for watching that show. Don't worry. Oh, God. Uh, the challenge, SV31. Congratulations. That's our show, everybody. Great, great, great the show. The 3 ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. We are the champions, my friends. Dun, dun. And I'll keep on fighting till the end. Dun, 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 dun. Yes, you need to pass the penis. To Jeremy. I got to get one. Well, I mean, technically, she was the first loser because 
my team finished second. Yeah, so, I was yeah. still last place. Yeah, yeah, Cher was still last place. Yep, now Jeremy has to get one. I don't know, I gotta figure out where I'm gonna hide that thing in this house. <laughs> Kids will. You have your own penis. <laughs> I have little stuffed animals in front of mine. The boys gave me some stuff. Oh, that, yeah. That so, stuff animals and penis. Reed got that me the one, and his says Aww. friends, and mine says forever. Oh. Camden got me this little unicorn, so it is hidden by the. That that Very won't nice. work. Very that, nice. That Do you have work. a drawer you can put it in? That won't work. <laughs> a drawer, a drawer would probably be the the best idea send me the link i'll get the same penis you have share uh, okay. and, and you can pick out what base color you want can you get it veiny like how realistic can we get dark or not yeah <laughs> you need a black box um <laughs> um let me just say congratulations to devin and tori uh i, I was to devin <laughs> Devin and Tori for me because they won me the championship. Uh, especially Devin. Devin used to get so much crap. He was he was the first eliminated on Rivals three on Rivals three his first season. And the, I I love the clip. I love the clip he posted of of uh, Fessy telling him after what was it uh, double agent that he would never win a final and he won one before him. He won one before that him. That was. And, yeah. Fessy's dumbass. He had to answer, and he was like, "Well, if I would have made, if, if they would have had a la a ladder for me to that that could take my weight, I would have won that final." Dude, you are the least self aware person that has ever been on the challenge. You are you are actually the biggest candidate for popcorn muscles I have ever seen on a challenge because you literally can't do anything if it's not physical. Even though you're smart. You could do puzzles. You're pretty good at, at, at pretty much everything in the challenge. I'm not saying you're the worst contestant, but you are just the least self-aware, and you just don't know when to shut up and sit down and take your L. And he just made himself look stupid with that response on Twitter. But I think part of the reason that he continues to run his mouth is because then he knows that they're going to continue to cast him. Yeah. He keeps he keeps up beef with everybody, and then he gets his paycheck. You know, he don't even have to have a job, get a paycheck once a year. They're making more just to appear than some people make in an entire year. So, I mean, he just keeps getting on there and keeps fucking losing. I knew I wasn't going to win because I had Anissa. Oh, <laughs> uh, and that, that, uh, that so they do, they do a corn maze and all of this stuff, but they, they do the balls in between it. Uh, bananas and Nani against Jordan and Anissa because Devin and Tori were the, the first people there. To, Nani, what are we doing with this balls in of all you had to do is get in the circle, which I think is stupid, by the way. It's balls in. You need to put the ball yeah. in the in the trash can, like not just get in the circle. So yeah. that was dumb. It should have been you have to actually get the ball in the in the cylinder there. But she gets in the circle, and then she just tries to get the ball in the thing, and she just completely misses when all you need to do is get in the circle, and they stop the stop. competition so you can put the ball in the cylinder. And Nani screws it up twice. That should have been a cakewalk for Nani and Bananas that turned into coming down to the final thing. And if Anissa doesn't tear her knee all to shreds, 
By the way, that juke Nani put on her. That, oh, that was straight out of straight out of an and one mixtape because she crumpled on that. I felt kind of bad for her. But she crumpled on that one. Um yeah, but it, that should have been a much easier win for Nani and Bananas. They still end up winning. They go to the final portion against Devin and Tori, which is like a wall that you have to climb or just like a gimmick thing you have to go through different stages and whatnot. And they get to the one that basically ends it of they you have to build a peer or build a puzzle with cinder blocks and they put one of their cinder blocks in the wrong place. And instead of knocking it all down and rebuilding it, they just gave up on it. And Devin and Tori easily completed the last stage of the final and Devin and Tori won. Good for Devin. He's, he's, he's transformed himself over the years into like a good player. And he'll always have that moment of beating bananas in the lights out challenge as well. I'm after him. Tori now becomes a challenge champion and she'll never shut up about that. Oh and that's going to be very annoying. It is. It is. And she should have been, she should have been a, a challenge champion like a long time ago. I think she should have won spies, lies and allies. Cause she, she did. The thing was, she already acted like she was a challenge. Yeah. Champion. Yeah. That exactly. Going to be unbearable now. And I think this is my personal opinion. Um, Bananas was so used to them fixing shit for him. Thank you. And Thank you. Oh yes, I thought that too. Like I, yeah. I was thinking uh, when they were doing like the corn maze and everything. I was like, what? What are the odds they just like told him which way to go and all right. of this stuff? And yeah, he that that puzzle thing. I think he probably figured, oh well, they'll they'll just be like, oh no, it's fine. Go on, move on. Mm-hmm. And they didn't, and he's like, well. Okay, I'm not gonna waste all my time doing that all this. Would re- make them reset or something like that, right? And didn't and he basically screwed Nani. Like, and not that it wasn't her fault too, but like, she doesn't have people fixing shit for her to win. She has to actually try. Exactly. But yeah, that, and I think that that was Nani's last chance at becoming a challenge champion. I don't think she's going to make it that far again. She only made it that far this time because she was with bananas. Like the the only way she could do better is if she was with CT. That's literally the only thing that would be different. They might have to do, or they do like a big team challenge. Like they they've done in the past. Maybe, maybe she is on a team that like won't throw her in because they feel bad for her, even though she's typically an easy out um so maybe that's how they get it is like it's a team thing and like four people end up winning i think she just rely on um casey bringing the money home yeah casey's gotta get get a partner it's worthwhile let's not disrespect nani because i would say this was her best season oh yeah this was her i like nani but i just i just don't think it's ever gonna happen for her like It's kind of like Anissa. It's just not. And the thing is, I think Nani is more capable of winning than Anissa is. Anissa could never make it that far as a solo. No. 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 She has to get dragged that far every time. And I think that, and Nani always tries. Like, she always really does. But I just don't, she just doesn't have it in her. But I will say. 
I'm a part of a couple um, challenge groups on Facebook and a lot of people just really hate Nani and I don't really know why. Like just they're constantly making fun of her and everything. And last night they were posting pictures of her. Um, I don't know. I don't remember what it was from, but cause she's had veneers and she's had filler and stuff and talking about how she was so naturally beautiful before and like making fun of her appearance now and everything. And like, these are grown adults, women and men. And I did see a couple people on there that were like, this is why people get plastic surgery and stuff is because people like you are on the internet making fun of them and everything. But, um, I hope that she does not read the stuff that people say about her because people say horrendous stuff about her, like bring up her mom and all kinds of stuff. And I'm just like, it's a TV show. Like yeah. that's just, I mean, like when we did Polly and Kara, like on the show. Yeah. Like, Oh, I don't like you on the show, but they were very, very nice to us, you know, yeah. as people. And that's, kind of the same with wrestling that we don't talk about people can't differentiate the character that they're playing on there from the person and I actually I felt I went through and read all the comments last night and I felt really bad for her because they were and people were like tagging her Facebook too oh, like God. wanting her to see the horrendous stuff they were saying about her Jeez. and I'm like the stuff like this is what makes me like not want to be associated with fandoms like that because Come on, like some of these people are like in their 40s talking shit about her. And I'm like, get a lie. Like, what's wrong with you? But yeah. They could I, be embarrassed, but they're not. Yes. <laughs> I really like Nani, but I don't think she's ever going to win. I, I totally agree with you. And yeah. it, it kind of felt like at the end there, she was like mentally checked out. Like she was talking about her knee and stuff and bananas. Like they were arguing with each other and it just came back to haunt them. Like they kept saying throughout the season, oh, you know, we yell at each other, but then we come together and we get it together. And the reason why Tori and Devin won is because they were the best team. They, they they worked the best with each other. They had times where they got frustrated with one another, but they always got back on the same page. They always thought about the win and stuff. So I, I, I'm happy for Tori and Devin, more Devin than Tori, obviously. And I just love it with Bananas. This was his worst loss in the finals ever that he ever had because he just gave up. He was like, I'm old, my back hurt. And, this was, and throughout the season, I would say oh, Nani was a better had a better performance than him because a lot of times they did not win challenges because he didn't try because he thought no. he could joke around and he'll still get it to the finals and he did and he probably still he was like well production is my best friend so I'll probably yeah. win this too and he didn't so that just, was good. Up, I just looked up how old Nani is because it feels like she's been on the challenge for four thousand years. She's only thirty four. Well, she's got some years. She. I don't know if she's ever going to win one still, but... Oh, I think that she'll win, but I think eventually they'll probably put her on All-Stars. It's possible. If they do a pairing where she's paired with Casey, that could work to her benefit because Nani is still liked by a lot of the players, so yeah. she at least has the social game part, and Casey's a good competitor, and if it's like a female team that wins and a male team that wins type of thing, that could work to her benefit. Um, again, I think a big team thing 
could 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 end up working but like you're attached to bananas we know production is gonna keep bananas around for a while there uh and she made it to the final not winning there is not you know this was this felt like her her best opportunity being only 34 she's got a few years left for her. she I, I don't think she's winning it as a solo competitor johnny is four yeah i don't know if bananas is like coming back i still think well, the way in, he's in the global championship oh okay i, I think that you need to give us a break from tori she's on the global like... championship as well sorry well i mean like on the regular oh yeah oh yeah i i, I feel like there's so many people that need a break fessy casey tori Man, there's like a, the whole vacation alliance outside of Devin. I would just take a break from all of them. You could bring back Devin because he's defending champion, but the rest of them just need a break. Yeah, like I, it, and it's the same like ten people every season. It's just like okay, well, I still hope they give us a CT bananas team season of like they get to draft their teams. And everything, and that like that's the theme of the season is CT. And I think uh, Wes Wes suggested a route of Mount uh, like the challenge Mount Rushmore, where it's like the ten best females, the ten best males, and uh, you could pair them up or do individual. Uh, he had like a whole tweet thread. I, I'll read it and I'll, I'll would, send it to you guys. I but, think that good and go based on stats, not yeah. just like oh we like them. You know, like go actually based. I, I mean, there are people that would pass, like Landon wouldn't come on it and stuff like that. But yeah, and that that's where I think that might be difficult. Is like I feel like people are going to end up like passing yeah, on something I, like that. But you go to the next one, like yeah. you come up with a right. list of like then, the twenty best females, yeah. the twenty best males, and you you go down the list of who's and gonna who's gonna take it or not. The two people that win the first challenge get to be the captains to draft their teams and everything like that. But I think that when you have, like, CT's name behind a team, he's going to be a lot harder on people, and it's going to be another season like it was when everyone said he was so mean to Big T and he was so mean to He's a dad and stuff now. Yeah. He deserved to get yelled at. Nobody wants to be on a team with someone who's not fucking trying and they're just coming there to drink the whole time. Exactly. Grass too. And and honestly, him yelling at uh Big T got us the best Big T season. Like what are we talking about here? Like that's why and Veronica, I don't I don't I don't blame him for that at all. But I can I just can I just rant real quick about MTV. MTV Y'all suck at this challenge thing. Because I told y'all about the first half with, with no goggles for that slingshot challenge when they should have had goddamn goggles or my or my poor, precious Olivia would be blind right now. Oh, and I felt so bad Olivia. for her when she, when she came out at the end the eyes, there. Oh. And, oh, man. She's looking rough. They oh. better have her on the next season. She is they, a bad her yes. and Horacio, her, both yes. of them, they are they are challenge gold mines right there. But MTV, y'all did a good job with this last episode. It felt though, after this last episode, like y'all put all y'all creative thoughts into the last part of the challenge of the final challenge, 
and then just said, you know what, let's make it a hundred a hundred hours and just do a whole bunch of nonsense before that. Because none of it mattered until this uh, uh, the final thing. It all it was was a race through the cornfield. Whoever made it there first, nothing what happened in the previous two episodes mattered when it got to the cornfield. It looked visually great. But y'all didn't like put in the time to be creative for the first two episodes of this challenge. And it was literally just challenges that they did on Challenge Australia, which was much better. Challenge Australia blows Challenge uh, Season 39 out the freaking water. It's ridiculous. Season 38, Season 39. I don't care what season it was. This season is not in comparison to the Challenge Australia to All-Stars. This season... It's just a middle of the road. It's very a mid-freaking season. And you guys just need to step it the goddamn up or stop doing it on MTV and just focus on the Paramount shows. Like, it's just, I, I hate the fact that the, the casting is horrible with, with bringing people back. The 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 final challenge was embarrassing that you made it 100 hours and then you had people lying around for hours at a time and just, just had plenty of time to rest up and stuff. Oh, MTV. They rode a Get bike your shit for together. like 30 of those hours. Like, here, jump on your Peloton bike. This will kill some hours here. It did feel like they just, is like, hey, we want it to be 100 hours. How mm -hmm. much stuff can we do in like 100 hours? But then, all right, yes, the, the back half is the stuff that actually mattered. They just wanted to, they wanted to be 100 hours so they can make it seem like this big deal. You don't have to hit these milestones and everything. Just give me a good finale that that has some meaning to it all and i do like when it is like a longer race and you get the the sprint to the finish line yeah. type thing those are always the best ones i like um that it was a corn like the cornfield corn maze because i would totally dominate that as i have as i am surrounded by cornfields and i have made many a corn maze with tractors plowing down corn in my day so um i would have dominated that but no my favorite ones have always been like i think it was um x's where they had to climb up like the snowy mountain and everything and died yeah. yes yes and and all you hear the whole time is dm being like come on chris come on chris like encouraging him the whole time everything like the ones that you can tell are actually challenging. Rivals. One, rivals with Kenny uh, picking up Wes. Yeah. <laughs> ones where they have to climb the mountains. The ones where they have to swim a long way and things like that. Things that are actually physically challenging. And double agents. Although the season was kind of mid, the finals was really good because that was. race at the end. That yeah. race at the end when CT and a Amber completely washed everybody, but the race between Nani and Cam at the end, that was entertaining at least. So they, they have done good finals in the past, but the last two seasons, those finals were trash. Mm -hmm. Congratulations, SP3, for winning this season. We'll do another whenever the next season is. We'll we'll get our we'll get our well, draft we gotta on. We got to do it in like a week or two because global championship is about to start oh, in March. Oh, okay, I can't keep up with the challenge schedule. And then we'll There's... have All Stars Yes, All Stars as well. We'll we'll figure out the the, the draft and everything. Hey, Wes yeah. and Bananas is on a season again, ladies and gentlemen. I'm ready for the global championship. <laughs> I'm ready for All Stars with Cara Maria. Absolutely. And I'm ready for global championship because Danny is on there and we got Kiki shout outs. Yeah, Kiki, my <laughs> wife Kiki. 
Uh, Share Delaware, any final words that you would like to say? Um, I'm going to be recording a strong style this week with our friend Jill Pearl, who was at the show. Um, yeah, we had, there were some good looks. So I was keeping a running tab on Twitter because I often forget. It was pretty much just women, but, um, Gargano, Gargano had a nice little thing dedicated to his son. Louie, so, uh, uh, gear, so that was cool. Yeah, uh, Louie is the biggest asshole. He is though. Bluey and Peppa Pig are big assholes. No, Peppa Pig is the biggest asshole. <laughs> yes, yeah, I agree. He's, he's an asshole, He'll be like, yeah. "Daddy, your stomach is huge. Like, freaking punch her in the face. You're a the pig. Be- the You're best a pig, one. Bitch. Your stomach's the, supposed to be huge. <laughs> the best one is when she doesn't know how to whistle and she oh, yeah, calls her friend like, and she's yeah. like. She, how to whistle and she like this oh, click click <laughs> i was like oh my I have god a shirt. i have a shirt of peppa singing do you know how to whistle <laughs> no 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 no. the biggest the biggest asshole in kid shows is caillou that little bratty ass kid i cannot stand that's you know his hair doesn't grow because he's such an asshole that's that's what the problem is um anyways uh uh what's his name um he's friends with gargano uh can't think what his name is he's a wrestler uh we're friends on- oh gregory iron yes yes greg um posted that he tried to get uh yeah. him the sean gear from <laughs> gargano was a coward and didn't wear it yeah and he had to be a good dad and dedicate it to his son instead. But um, yeah, there was some good gear. That was actually a quite fun show. So I might actually enjoy recording this one. And hopefully Joel Pearl will tell me if my um, video sucks this time, since he did not tell me last time and uploaded the whole thing. Joel Pearl sucks. SB3, you unplug anything. Just follow me on True Hill SP3. I gotta say go it doesn't hold on. My oh, misses. Display names. No. My display name is not no. on screen. It's all right. <laughs> True, True Hill SP3. Love y'all. I'll see y'all next time. Everyone watch Tag Talk. Thank you to Tag Talk for our background. And Kylie's been killing the, the thumbnails as well. So uh yes. all right. bye SP3. Bye y'all. Everybody. All right, I'm going to wrap everything up here. There you go. Follow Haley and Kylie on Twitter. Don't follow any of us dorks. Um, we will have new episodes of stuff all week. I don't know. Wrestling kind of sucks. And that's that. Oh, I'm very, yeah, I'm very out of it. Share. Got no use for wrestling or like the drama and all this stuff. Oh, yeah. I said last night, I don't care about what rich wrestling men are fighting. I don't, yeah. don't care. Anyway. Keep it here for more wrestling content. <laughs> <laughs> Other people who are enjoying it more than, than me at this moment, we'll, we'll talk to you about it. And look, it, like what you like, en- enjoy it. There's some good stuff happening. In just quit bitching. Yeah. Just because I'm down or Cher doesn't like rich wrestling people drama, and I don't either. Like, don't don't that let that deter you from having your fun and popping yourself and everything. You know, have fun with it at the end of the day. Everybody's just in a different position and looks at it in a different way. All right, everybody. Uh, we'll be back next week talking about 
milf manor massages and nba stuff and everything else we have uh going on in the world of fmc bye everybody leave a thumbs up on the video subscribe to the channel support everything we're doing here on fight overbooked bye everyone